Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Objective, brought to you by the Ayn Rand Center UK, where we apply the practical philosophy of objectivism to everything. And in this case, we have been applying it to the war in Gaza and all the ancillary effects of the war on Gaza. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about how the allies of Israel seem to be constantly sabotaging Israel's cause, Israel's forward motion in the elimination of Hamas and and one hopes the surrender of the Palestinian people and the renunciation of this violent ideology. That's where Israel, uh, we hope Israel goes. But the likes of David Cameron and our esteemed uh, Joe Biden make uh, that kind of action extremely difficult by constantly placing obstacles in the way of Israel and their self-defense, claiming on the one hand, we support you, but dot, 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 those qualifications um, are usually quite self-destructive. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things with my good friend, James Valiant. How are you doing, James? I am doing pretty spectacularly well. Today is my 27th wedding anniversary with the wow. my soulmate, Holly. And she has just brought me a cup of coffee. I love you. Uh, so, yeah. Way to go, Holly. Love it. Fantastic. Unfortunately, though... Uh, what you say is correct. Uh, Joe Biden had a presser uh, yesterday with the King of Jordan, no less. Since October 7th, this is the first time the U.S. president has uh, stood side by side in such an uh, event with an Arab Muslim leader. And, of course, the King of Jordan said, this must stop, meaning the uh, uh, Israel's attack on uh, Gaza must stop. Joe Biden himself said that the people of uh, the Gazans in Rafa must be protected. They must be saved. Uh, wow. He absolutely equated October 7th with what Israel is doing now in self-defense. Joe Biden morally equated the two. In the House of Lords, uh, Lord David Cameron, the foreign uh, minister, was challenged by a labor peer. Uh, uh, have you? What have you done to stop Israel and its terrible genocidal activities against uh, uh, the, the Palestinians? And Lord Cameron uh, immediately said, well, I have personally challenged Israeli officials. I have personally challenged them on this. I want to assure the noble lady. Uh, again, uh, he's personally challenging uh, Netanyahu and the Israeli government, he says, over what's going on, this humanitarian crisis going on. Now, again, rather than blaming Hamas, of course, who is at fault for every suffering person who might be suffering there, guilty or otherwise, rather than blaming the cost, you know, I would put it like this. <clears throat> personally challenged? Well, I would personally tell you to go get bent, uh, Lord Cameron. But secondly, I would personally challenge you on the blood dripping off your hands. Western appeasement of Iran Western appeasement, now that applies to Israel too, to a large extent, but it is the West's appeasement of Hamas that caused October 7th. So with blood in effect dripping off of Biden's hands, now get Biden's, get Biden's appeasement. He made sure that Iran got billions and billions of oil revenue so that they could fund all this violence in the Middle East going on right now. He undesignated the Houthis a terrorist group. He refunded UNRWA. UNRWA, which is an arm of Hamas, let's not pretend otherwise. They're just a, you know, a, a subsidiary, in effect, of Hamas, as we've demonstrated now again and again on this channel. Um, so, uh, Joe Biden, you've got blood on your hands. If those people need protecting, they need protecting from your appeasement. 
They need protecting from your guaranteeing that the leaders, and that's it. We now know really <laughs> strong evidence. The guy who planned October 7th is there in the tunnels below Rafa. Everyone saying Israel stop. Everyone saying stop Israel is saying this guy, the, the guy who is most, like say Adolf Hitler should get away with it for the Holocaust. The guy most responsible for October 7th should get away with this. That would be guaranteeing more October 7ths. That would be an outrage against human justice as such that the man most guilty for October 7th should get away with this. And that is what Lord Cameron and President Biden are in effect demanding. They should look in the mirror and consider how they helped cause October 7th. They should look in the mirror and consider how their current appeasement will only perpetuate it and cause more October 7th. Unfortunately, narcissistic people don't tend to look in the mirror or examine their own motivations for anything, but they do put their fingers in the air and they test the winds of the mob to see which way they seem to be blowing. I want to read this little snippet here um, on Israel's right to respond to security threats. Cameron, uh, probably I would say the devil incarnate, uh, uh, emphasized, quote, Israel must obey international humanitarian law. Unquote. He stressed the importance of ensuring humanitarian aid reaches Gaza's population, warning, quote, if they do not do that, that would be a breach of international humanitarian law as well. Unquote. Now, this is a very disturbing statement to me. Now, <clears throat> I think many out there who are not objectivists would find this rather reasonable. Can you can you can you articulate? why this is a disturbing statement to objectivists, but say not the average man in the street. Well, as objectivists, we understand that need is not a claim and that no one owes humanitarian aid to the Palestinians, full stop. They have the responsibility to take care of themselves. They are not congenitally disabled as a people. They could have had a decent economy. As I said in a recent uh, uh, show here on ARC UK, if little Hong Kong could become one of the wealthiest places in the world, surely the Gazans could have with much more real estate and about the same natural resources there, but actually more. They've got that beautiful beachfront property that we keep talking about. They could have easily fed themselves. They could easily have great medical care there. They could easily have done something. No, it is their fault. The Palestinians have created their own hell. They're the authors of their own hell altogether. No one owes them anything. They're perfectly capable of feeding themselves. They're perfectly capable of their own humanitarian aid. No, in fact, what they've done is quite the opposite. Now, uh, uh, it is not only uh, obscene to ask someone to help feed you uh, because, hey, uh, I, I just need it. My need is a claim. It is still more obscene to say, I need it after I've been lobbing rockets, after I've been doing October 7th, after I've been, since we've been putting all of our resources into attacking Israel, we all need you all now to help us uh, with food and medicine and clean water. The, now you're asking for material support for October 7th and violence against Israel. Now, for Lord Cameron to be saying that is precisely to be saying, I want more Israelis dead. I want Gaza to survive, uh, the, the Hamas to survive in Gaza. I want this leader to survive. We need more October 7th. It is exactly that mentality which, in my view, makes Lord Cameron himself 
morally culpable for October 7th. And every Western leader that has been appeasing Hamas has been appeasing Iran, taking Hamas's line. Now, Hamas uses, as we pointed out as well, talk about an additional obscenity to the sanction and the demand for uh, humanitarian aid. <clears throat> they use they use the humanitarian aid organization, UNRWA, aggressively. So, again, <laughs> I use the analogy with you last time we spoke. It's as if they put a gun to their head and they say, we'll shoot if you guys don't feed us now. It will shoot if you guys don't allow us to survive so we can do more October 7th. Also, James, am I, am I mistaken or did they find the major command center underneath UNRWA's headquarters? Yes, they did. And we've been discussing it recently. Um, it, it It is quite a bit down, but all the more reason to understand that it took major construction and engineering work. You couldn't remove all that earth. You couldn't what? pour all that concrete. You couldn't do all the digging and blasting that were required for that. Plus, they've got all these uh, communications and electricity cables, thick cables going up to the, the air conditioning units, mind you. So here you and, are. And, and going facility. in... And going into the facilities of UNRWA as well. So they, they found these communication facilities in the UNRWA facilities, not just buried underneath, but within. And here we're and supposed to think there's a difference. Goes to a, the escape tunnel from there goes to an UNRWA school, don't you know? Yes, Which is where course. they were coming in and out of. The idea UNRWA didn't know this. I mean, where's all this warm air coming up from the vents? Why is our electricity bill so high? What's all that strange noise going on down below? And who are all these people coming out of the school just a couple miles away. Uh, hmm, not that funny? No, UNRWA obviously knew it. Hundreds, if not thousands of UNRWA employees were involved in uh, this, the, the tunnel, this, obviously. This, this sort of reminds me of a scene mm -hmm. from Band of Brothers where, you know, the hundred uh, a group of squ a squad from the 101st Airborne discovers a concentration camp in the woods, starving Jews, uh, people on the brink of death. They liberate the camp. And when they go back to the town, the people claim they didn't know that uh, that this was going on. Of course, it's impossible for them to actually say that uh, with any real sense of truth. So what did the uh, commander of the 101st Airborne make them do? Clean up and bury the bodies. He took the citizens of that town, marched them into the concentration camp, and made them clean up the bodies. He rubbed their face in the crimes that they claimed were not being committed right under their nose. The same thing should be happening to UNRWA because they have blood on their hands. They are an evil, evil organization. And if you don't think that they are a part of this, of this Hamas ideology or that the Palestinian people are somehow innocent, removed from the Hamas ideology, you're infantilizing the Palestinian people and you are you're you're playing into a propaganda game that only uh, affects the decent and plays in the favor of the indecent. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. The death of Palestinian babies is the fault of Hamas. Secondarily, the death of Palestinian babies is the fault of Joe Biden and Lord Cameron and all Western leaders who've been appeasing Iran and Hamas for all these years. Um, letting them get away with murder, materially supporting them, supporting the education and the propaganda education, the propagandizing of, of Palestinian children, telling them it's a great thing to martyr yourself in the cause of killing Jews and destroying Israel. Um, no, they have been active. We, mind you, have had our tax dollars in the United Kingdom and the United States being taken from us by force in order to support 
these terrorists, these propagandists for terrorism. The blood, the blood is dripping off of Western hands for October 7th. So, of course, political leaders can't, well, political leaders aren't very good at taking responsibility. They are experts at deflecting responsibility. And part of what I think we're seeing here is, obviously, there's a much wider issue about Israel and war and the morality of war that's sickly, perversely being overturned here. You can I we've said it again and again and again. Can you imagine a similar statement coming out during World War II? Oh, we've got to stop the bombing of Germany. You know, right when you've got Germany on its heels, we've got to stop the bombing of Germany. And we've got to let, you know, Goebbels and Hitler get away with it. If we don't let Goebbels and Hitler escape, if we don't pr protect Goebbels and Hitler, we're just perpetuating the violence. Now, think well, how perverse that logic would be in that moment. Well, it is just as I have to say that some artists like Vonnegut were at the forefront of of advancing immoral points of view like that um, with his book on you know the firebombing of Dresden and his attempt to make us feel pangs of conscience about something that we shouldn't feel pangs of conscience for, but the German people should certainly feel pangs of conscience for. Uh, Daniel says we have the video ready of uh, Biden equating Israel and Palestinian suffering. I want to see this. I'm tired of these kinds of conflations, but I want to see it. I want the people here viewing to see this. So, yeah, throw that up there, Daniel. Over four months ago on October the 7th, Hamas attacked Israel in an act of sheer evil, massacring more than 1,200 innocent women, men, and children. The deadliest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. The past four months, as the war has raged, the Palestinian people have also suffered unimaginable pain and loss. Too many, too many of the over 27,000 Palestinians killed in this conflict have been innocent civilians and children, including thousands of children. And hundreds of thousands have no access to food, water, or other basic services. Yes. Oh. Now, here we here, here we are, objectivists, being the rare people in the room saying, good. This is good. exactly what they need to experience because they adhere to a violent, murderous, genocidal ideology. And there's no way to bring home the truth of the horror of that ideology more plainly than to rub their faces in it and to show them that their ideology ends in misery give it up yes they we have to show them the consequences of their behavior but see biden doesn't look at it that way people suffered on october 7th people are suffering now in gaza uh at the, the two are the same the two are equivalent what israel does is the immoral equivalent of what hamas did on october 7th well the aggressor and the defender are morally on the same plane as biden sees it he doesn't see that hamas is the one who necessitated the suffering of those children. He doesn't see that Hamas is the author of their own misery. Well, of course, as I say, he couldn't do that because then it would back up into conceptual questions about his responsibility for October 7th. So let's not be very clear about the moral lines here, uh, Mark. We can't do that. Uh, if we were to be clear about the moral lines, we'd know that Biden was uh, personally, uh, if indirectly, but personally responsible for October 7th. He doesn't want that. Uh, nor would he want a clear moral case here. They want to perpetuate this problem. He's got a political problem himself with, uh, you know, uh, Muslim Americans, say, in Michigan. Uh, so uh, he doesn't want a clear moral for many reasons. He doesn't want a clear moral 
understanding of what's going on here. But every single one of those Palestinian babies was killed. If they were even killed by an Israeli uh, missile or bullet, they were killed by Hamas. And that had to be said from the beginning. If it wasn't said from the beginning, you're going to end up in a situation as we are now where people are saying, oh, well, aren't they just the same? You know, you got dead babies here, dead babies there. It's all the same. Here's 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 the deal, folks. A, a truly humanitarian movement in Gaza is not is not the international community sending them food or water or browbeating Israel to uh, some some form of ceasefire. It is the Palestinian people rising up against Hamas and rejecting them entirely, showing the world that they do not accept this ideology anymore. Are they doing that? They are not. Everybody seems to be doubling down uh, and retrenching into their ideological camps. If that is the case, then um, you are creating a humanitarian disaster. You are showing the world that your ideology and your desire to kill Jews and take their land is more important to you than the lives of your own children. And you know what? Many Palestinians have come out in the open and said it. Many Palestinians have talked about breeding children for the purpose of becoming martyrs for this cause. So you have an entire society that seems to be infected with this mental and spiritual pathogen. Well, the pathogen can only be exercised in this way, folks, for them to fully realize that it does them no good, that they will win nothing. But stupid idiots like Lord Cameron and Joe Biden conflating the the victims on each side as if they're the same, and then claiming that a two-state solution has to be put on the table um, is is only a reward for this type of pathology. That's it. Cameron's talk right now saying two-state solution, giving giving them everything they want as a reward for October 7th can be nothing but encouragement of more October 7th. I mean, Lord Cameron is, I mean, it's sick the way he's demanding more atrocities in effect, but that's how blind, blind he is. Now, of course, all the Palestinian people, all those parents of Palestinian children who are supposed to be being killed, all they would have to do is turn in the Hamas leadership, turn it, turn, turn on their leadership, develop a resistance of some kind against them. But no, they do not. Or how about just really, hey, Hamas, how about releasing the hostages? Hey, Hamas, how about surrendering? No, neither the Palestinian people support Hamas. The children may be innocent, but as in the case of all children, they are subject to their parents' foolishness. Parents there's nothing you can do about it. They can, will, and in this case, have necessitated the endangerment of their own children. And apparently, they're willing to see their own children die before they would turn on Hamas. They would rather have their the, the Israel kill their own children. Get that. That's got to be the, the logic here. They'd rather have their own children die than for them to take any risks to oust Hamas from its leadership. That's exactly that. That's exactly the case. And that's exactly what all the, the posturing on the part of the pro-Palestinian bots on social media are hiding, which is why anytime I see them calling for a ceasefire, I say, no, we need unconditional surrender. I, I, I try to counter their message and take the moral high ground, which they are trying to seize and which they have seized in the eyes of the altruists who feel unearned guilt at the fact that these children are being are being killed, where they're being killed because their parents like the cause more than their own children. There's no other right. 
explanation for it. Or they would be, look, when when you have years and years of uh, practical advertisements of children throwing rocks at tanks, you mean to tell me that those people can't get together with whatever weapons they have and beat to death some of these Hamas soldiers? You mean they can't take on four battalions? If they take on battalions of Israeli tanks with rocks, they can't fight these people and demonstrate to the world that they no longer accept this ideology? Please. We've seen the activity of Palestinian mobs. We've seen what they do to Israeli soldiers. We've seen what they do to Israeli civilians. That is the Palestinian street, ladies and gentlemen. Now, of course, they have been on our dime propagandized from the time they were children to think that martyrdom and killing Jews is a wonderful thing. So we, we again, I would keep, I would hold up that mirror to us and show and indicate how we have been sanctioning and materially supporting this. And rather than look at the West, rather than looking at our own guilt in, in causing this, perpetuating this, encouraging October 7th to happen, we're doubling down on the very policies that caused that uh, because we cannot look at this with moral clarity. The distinction here is between the aggressor and the defender, ladies and gentlemen. Killing is an unfortunate thing, but it is a very moral thing when done in self-defense. As Ayn Rand said so eloquently, everything that makes the use of aggressive physical force wrong makes the use of force in self-defense morally right and morally necessary. This and is absolutely, this is absolutely true. And might I, might I add a psychological point, which I could be wrong about, but I suspect I'm not. Uh, the Israeli soldier who has to kill, particularly if children are there and the children are dying in, in the conflict, knows that they have to do it because it's right, but doesn't feel um, very good about it. Uh, in fact, it probably will leave them with a with a sense of uh, conflict that will last the rest of their lives and will be the source of what, what has been diagnosed as post-traumatic stress disorder. The Palestinian, on the other hand, calls his parents and says, I just killed, I just murdered 10 people. I'm a hero. I'm a hero. And the parents cry for joy. Um, they have a very different experience with respect to the, the killing of people. So um, they say no we love our cause more than you love your life. How many times right. do they have to say that we will? We are willing to die and kill our children more. They're demonstrating than you it now. Your life. They're, they're demonstrating it now, and those quotes need to be brought up <laughs> at the same time that the Palestinian activists online are claiming that there's a genocide being committed. You need to show, well, the Palestinians like their cause more than their children. Otherwise, they would surrender or rebel. That's what people do um, when they respect life and they are actually fighting for life and not this death cult cause that uh, has been going on in Gaza for a long time. I've got a couple of super, super chats here. Robert Nasir for $5. My comments are not surviving the algorithms. I love that. Thank you. Uh, so I'll have to share them on a reality show at the top of the hour instead. Thank you, Robert. I look forward to your comments Good there. Yeah. Jonathan Honing, $4.99. Thank you, Jonathan, for your constant support. Bonnie Bertrand for 99 cents. Thank you, dear. Um, any final comments? Because we have four minutes before the upcoming reality show where we will be talking about Irish anti-Semitism. It's a whole Ooh, other. Friends from other. Ireland. 
I have friends living in Ireland who are distressed about the, their government's position on this, frankly. Yeah, I can't miss that, ladies and gentlemen. You're getting a perspective here at the Ayn Rand Center UK you will not get anywhere else, my friends. If you think that this is an important message to get out, if you think that we are the ones with moral clarity here, as I think we are, uh, then consider becoming a paid subscriber. Uh, this is a unique value, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, we are also by view the most popular objectivist content on youtube now uh help our help us grow help that success happen um and otherwise just hit like share subscribe because this is an important message just as it's an important thing to create an international community of serious students of objectivism so i want to thank those who've supported in the past and encourage anyone who might be listening who is not yet a subscriber to subscribe Ayn Rand Center UK is, we're doing the Lord's work here, and we're atheists. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly what you said, folks. And I hope that the content that you see here helps you to check your premises. You should be doing that all the time. Something that you won't find our politicians, our pundits, our academics, or many of the people on social media doing. But if more of us did... The world would be a far better place than it is today. Well, James, it's been a great, uh, great experience with you as usual. Always, um, my brother. I, I hope we move the culture just a little bit, you know, because it only takes a little bit to to turn it around. And folks, uh, tune in to the reality show coming up in exactly two minutes, where you'll see some uh, some great dialogue about Irish anti-Semitism. Uh, until then, peace. Check your premises. And happiness to you all. Bye-bye.